I tell a lot of stories in this podcast about tornadoes. Not normally many during this time of year, but Mother Nature does as Mother Nature will, and we have nothing to say about it. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. Between March 14th and 15th of 2008, 45 tornadoes dropped across the southeastern United States. This 24-hour, 7-minute event is known as the 2008 Atlanta tornado outbreak. From this day in weather history. On Friday, March 14th, an EF2 tornado traveled just under 10 kilometers across downtown Atlanta. So, right off the bat, let's take a look at this logistically. In 2008, the population of the city, the metropolitan of Atlanta, was just over 4.3 million people. That is a ton of people under the gun of looming tornadoes. The National Weather Service had issued a tornado warning for the Atlanta area about 9.25 p.m. local time that night after radar showed those signatures, the curls, the twists of a storm capable of producing tornadoes. And this was registering on the map about six miles west of the downtown. The National Weather Service confirmed that a tornado did indeed strike in the heart of downtown Atlanta, producing winds of up to 110 miles per hour. That's about 177 kilometers per hour. And that initially classified it as a EF1 strength tornado on the enhanced Vegeta scale, but then grew to an EF2 tornado with jacked up winds at a staggering 135 miles per hour. That is about 217 kilometers per hour. That kind of wind will expectedly do damage, and this one truly did all that and more. On Friday, the 14th, this day in weather history, these winds rocketed through town, damaging the Georgia Dome and forcing the Southeastern Conference basketball tournament that was taking place at the time to have to be moved. The tourney was in the Georgia Dome when the wind ripped a hole in the roof, delaying Mississippi State's Go Bulldogs 69-67 overtime win over the Alabama Crimson Tide World Tide for 64 minutes. The tornado ripped panels from the building and tore holes in the dome. Insulation was falling. The suspended equipment like the scoreboard and catwalks, they all started to sway. This forced the SEC, Southeast Conference, to move the remainder of the tournament to the campus of Georgia Tech. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Understandably, the city was in panic, and the Georgia Dome was not the only arena that suffered damage from the tornado, while at the same time was hosting a major basketball game. Really interesting criteria here, because there was also damage at nearby Phillips Arena, and that's where the NBA's Atlanta Hawks were playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Arenas were not the only structures, obviously, that were damaged by this. The storm blew out windows in the CNN Center and the Omni Hotel and caused property damage throughout downtown Atlanta. The cyclone created turmoil everywhere it swept. Remember what we looked at off the top of this episode? If you have a population of about four and a half million, you likely have density, and Atlanta is world-class density. 
Along its path, this tornado damaged more buildings, including the Georgia World Congress Center, Grady Hotel, Jimmy Carter Presidential Library Museum, Martin Luther King Center, Weston Peachtree Plaza Hotel, the Ritz-Carlton, over 50 homes, and much, much more. Georgia Power Company also said that about 10,000 customers had lost power in the downtown area this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 15th, and we are not going too far back in time for this one. It was between March 14th through the 31st of 2019 when the historic Midwest flooding inundated millions of acres of agriculture. The states most affected by this included Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, South Dakota, Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We will find out just how this could happen and the extent of its damage tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.